Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody. This is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish your body and soul. beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Nutrient Sisters. My name is Delitra and I'm here with my co-host Angela. We are a podcast dedicated to helping you nourish yourself. Today we're discussing the topic of intermittent fasting. So this is one of the most popular health trends. I've heard so much about um, intermittent fasting in the media, it's probably, to me, the runner-up for the most popular uh, eating patterns, second to the keto diet. Mm. We can't get away from that. <laughs> uh, I've heard so many people swear by this eating pattern for weight loss, mm. for mental health, for detoxing. Mm. Um, so most of you guys have heard of fasting before. So a period of time where we go without food and sometimes uh, beverages. This has been done for spiritual and religious reasons. Full disclosure, I have fasted before for religious uh, reasons. Oh. that had nothing to do with health. Oh, okay. <laughs> Put that out there. Uh, some people may have fasted in some way recently for Lent before Easter. Uh, so, uh, however... Intermittent fasting is relatively a new concept to most people. Could this be the answer to a lot of our health problems that plague us today? Hmm. Let's talk about it. Angela, please tell us exactly what intermittent fasting is. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Here we go, go because you know I like to work on my bias. Please. <laughs> so I said, let me go ahead, research this, and let people know what it is and what it's all about. Maybe it'll change my perspective. Maybe I'm missing some okay. key information. All right. So here we go. So intermittent fasting is where you fast for a specific amount of time and eat during the other hours. <laughs> it's very simple, right? But it's a little bit more than that, right? So here's the thing. While most diets focus on what you eat, intermittent fasting is all about when you eat. Um, As humans, we've done this for years, centuries, even before all this modern technology and change in our jobs and stuff occurred. uh, We used to be in sync with our circadian rhythm. Um, That lets us know like, hey, it's morning, time to wake up, or hey, it's nighttime, time to go to sleep, right? Um, Mm -hmm. If you think about it, grocery stores, refrigerators, um, stuff like that weren't really available until like 1910, I think, is when fridges were first created. People naturally fasted and ate when they could. Food wasn't as readily readily available, especially especially not high sugar, high fat, high salt foods that we eat today. Dang. Um, There are a lot of cultures and religions, like you mentioned, that utilize fasting. Um, There's Ramadan for Muslims. There's Lent for Christians. There's... And I'm probably going to butcher this. I'm so sorry. Vrata for Hindus. Um, Yom Kippur for Judaism. So, but of course, someone had to put a name on this one. 
and say, hey, look at this new shiny way of eating that'll help you lose weight, right? I mean, come on, I know my bias is showing there, but it's true, okay? <laughs> um, so like all of a sudden, it really started growing within the last year or two, and now everyone's like trying to do it. So there are many, not many ways, but there are a couple different ways to do intermittent fasting. So the most popular one is 16-8. So you fast for 16 hours and you eat for eight hours. This is more in line with like a person's circadian rhythm, right? I think a larger percentage of people, maybe I'm wrong, um, that do this naturally. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, I know, I know I do. I mean, shoot, maybe not a full 16 hours, but um, I mean, half of that you're kind of sleeping, right? So right. Um, there's also the 19-5. So you fast for 19 hours and then you eat for five. Um, now here's the thing for those, for, for, here's the thing for these two things specifically, the, the, the 16, eight and the 19, five, there's no specific rule about what you eat, as I mentioned before. So there are people that will do the intermittent fasting with keto, with the Mediterranean diet, with like whole 30. Um, so things like that while they're doing that fast and then there's the people who say like oh no this allows me to eat whatever I want just so long as I stop eating at a specific time um, and I've seen both types of those people so um, another popular way to do intermittent fasting is 5-2 so for five days you eat like a normal calorie cons consumption and then for two days you either will fast for 24 hours or you'll only consume 500 calories. Um, so the two days that you're not eating, you can either fast or you can or you can choose to eat only 500 calories, which is a lot less than what you should be eating, right? Um, yeah. And then there's the alternate day fasting, which is where you'll eat one day, then you'll fast the next, you'll eat one day, you'll fast the next. So, um, but yeah, so those are a couple different ways to do intermittent fasting. I'm going to let you know it hasn't changed my, my mind at all. <laughs> at least I did. I did. At least I did the research. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I'm just saying, I know that I, I really want to hear more about um, the benefits and, mm -hmm. you know, the some of the pros and cons. So, Deletra, you've got all that. So why don't you maybe... Give, make this a teaching moment for me. <laughs> change your change your mind about that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say if I if I did do this, I would be the person that um, would eat whatever I wanted during <laughs> the time that I'm, <laughs> I'm allowed to eat. Why am I going to eat a diet food when I've been fasting this entire time? But you know, I get you know people trying to get their nutrients mm -hmm. in. That's that's great for them. <laughs> that's, that's good for them. Right. Good people. Good people. Um, so I looked at a review of human intervention studies. So there is literature available that discusses the effects of intermittent fasting on animal studies. Mm. I always question how applicable that research is to, to humans. Mm -hmm. There's always a lot of promising animal research uh, right. out there, but I'm more interested in us as humans. Uh, anyways, the review identified... 16 human intervention studies okay. that support it's good good bit yeah. that support the efficacy of uh intermittent fasting on human health so the participant pool range from normal weight adults obese or and overweight adults including men and women 
And typically the participant size is about 50 adults. Okay. Um, please note that these results vary. So some of the benefits that I saw was uh, some participants saw a decrease in glucose levels, a decrease in weight, which is the most marketed benefit of intermittent fasting, a decrease in triglycerides, a decrease in LDL, low-density lipoprotein, an increase in HDL, high-density lipoprotein, um, increase in andiopectin. And the reduction of this hormone is noted to play a role in obesity-related diseases, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, LDL and HDL all affect your, your cholesterol and your risk of, of uh, getting cardiovascular disease, heart disease. Mm -hmm. um, there was also a decrease in C-reactive protein levels. And it's noted that increased levels of CRP can indicate that there's inflammation present in the body. So we don't want elevated levels of CRP. Um, and they're also, uh, they also saw an improvement in insulin sensitivity, which affects how our cells respond to insulin. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these benefits, they sound great. Yeah. They look like, you know, they're preventing chronic diseases, or if you have a chronic a medical condition is helping to manage it and uh -huh. um, may be beneficial part of a treatment plan with whoever your professional is working uh -huh. with you. Okay. But okay. there was some cons. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so some participants saw an increase in their total cholesterol levels. Okay. Um, some saw an increase in their uh, LDL, which we don't want mm. that. Um, some saw an increase in their glucose level. Some saw a decrease in leptin, which is a hormone associated with weight regulation, and a decrease in this hormone leads to hunger, mm. increased appetite, and a decrease in your resting metabolic rate. So the calories that we burn at rest. Mm. And I don't want nobody to mess with that. Right. <laughs> Like, I need, I need that a little bit. I need it. Um, some participants saw an increase in their triglyceride level, and some even saw an increase in their weight. They mm. gained weight now, see, after the study. I wonder, I wonder if these people, you might not know, but were these people just eating normal, like, whatever they wanted? Were they doing a specific diet? That would be interesting to see. Well, it depended on the, the study the subject. Yeah. Uh, and some some of the uh, the participants they had a comparison group. Some were on like a restricted calorie diet, a weight loss diet, mm -hmm. um, and then fasting some other days. Um, I mean, and that's the thing is that to me, when you just read the pros and the cons, like mm -hmm. you could do that with just calorie restriction in general, and you'd probably get about the same results, right? So the researchers, excuse me, noted that intermittent fasting has not been shown to replace caloric deficit mm -hmm. eating patterns. So they haven't seen it um, to be better than just reducing your calories. But they concluded that it's promising for those who want to lose weight mm -hmm. and improve their metabolic health 
if you can tolerate not eating mm. or eating very little Mm-mm. or <laughs> yeah. no ma'am, no ham, no turkey. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> Or restricting the hours of the day that you eat. So they they saw, based off of, you know, these 16 studies, that periods of fasting may not lead to overeating later on. Okay. Which is, which is surprising to me because that's what I've learned and I have personal experience. Right. With. <laughs> I'm hungry when I get to that next meal. Right. Um, although I do know people who literally forget to eat most of the day. And they can just eat a regular meal at the end of the day. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't overdo it. Um, a limitation uh, that was noticed that is there, a, there's a need for a larger sample size. Yeah. So we need more study participants. Like 50 like is too said, small. Yeah. yeah. 50 is not a lot. Um, and we need studies that last longer. So mm. researchers recommended. Uh, at least, for, I, I think the studies that I saw, the maximum time frame is six months. And they recommend a study for at least a year to determine whether or not these positive changes are sustainable. Mm. And if there are any long-term um, positive metabolic effects. And they also mentioned that there's not enough information to identify an optimal form of intermittent fasting. Okay. So we heard Angela talk about the the different types, but yeah. there's not enough research to to really say which one is really helping right. the best. Yeah, helping to get those positive potential benefits. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I did know that that some of the um, some of the studies didn't have any significant changes at all. Right. So. Um, that's something to note. So, Angela, can you tell us about um, more about the link between intuitive eating and intermittent fasting? Mm-hmm. So, if you guys remember, in our second season, we did a whole episode on intuitive eating. So, I would say click back, listen to that. Um, but basically, intuitive eating is um, essentially, it's a self-care eating framework that gets you in touch with your body and your mind and has nothing to do with meal plans, discipline, or dieting. Um, so a term that has been coined once um, intermittent fasting uh, became popular um, was something called intuitive fasting, mm-hmm. which is the combination of the two, right? So There are some people who believe that you can do this, and there are some who say that it kind of defeats the whole purpose of intuitive eating. And of course, this became very popular once a specific celebrity named Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop Mm. cult, I mean company, (laughs) claimed that it had amazing benefits. One of the main components of eating, of uh, intuitive eating, is that you're honoring your hunger and you're feeling your fullness. Which, if you're fasting, are you really doing that? (laughs) Mm. Um, The other one for intuitive eating is that you aren't restricting yourself like you normally would, you know, in like a in a diet. So, fasting is a type of restriction. Um, So, while others are saying that intuitive fasting doesn't have to follow the same rules as intermittent fasting, so 
like 16.8, for instance, they're saying that um, it's all about fasting for as long as you can comfortably stand or as, as long as you want to, and then listening to your body and eating what you feel you should. Um, mm. So that's, you know, that's that. Um, <laughs> which I don't know, Delitra. I mean, this sounds kind of like regular old eating to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you eat when you feel hungry and you don't eat when you're not hungry. Um, like to me, I just can't see how that is, how these terms are so enticing. Um, but you mentioned something to me before we even did this episode. You were like, because you know, I don't like intermittent. I think I've made it very clear that I don't like <laughs> yes. intermittent fasting. But yes, yeah. before this, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about through this episode, you were like, um, well, for people who have some like really strong issues, so like nighttime eating, for instance, um, they might really value intermittent fasting because they feel like it's something that they have to follow um, and they can't break it. Um, so maybe they'll be more inclined to like, you know, not do the nighttime eating or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like some baloney to me. I mean, because to me, if you feel like you need to put a label on something like an eating habit um, in order to get through your day, then I think that that's sort of signaling that you need to seek like some sort of help because and I'm being serious. I think that for someone for for people who don't have like negative thoughts about food or they don't let food consume their life. Um, or, you know, whatever it is, they don't think that way. Like they don't let food, mm. food consume their every day. Um, it's not a negative thing. And so I think that if these people are, are, are people who really are letting this consume their day, um, they're always worried about the carbs or the calories or whatever it is, then I would say yes, that there is something mm-hmm. more serious that's either starting to happen or maybe it has been happening and it could possibly get worse. Um, because I think... And we talked about this in the last episode, like a disordered eating is something that like you are thinking about constantly. And I feel like Mm -hmm. this kind of stems into um, a lot of those issues for people is like if you have to put a name to this, because like I said, I feel like naturally people will eat when they're hungry. They won't eat when they're not like that's for 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 some people. There are people outside of that who obviously have to get help um but mm-hmm. for like an everyday person like we're sleeping you know like for me for instance I stop eating at like nine you know eight nine o'clock at night I go to bed I wake up I get ready I go to work I eat breakfast it's probably a good you know 12 13 hours before I'm eating again so I'm like if I'm already naturally fasting until breakfast that's what breakfast is called breakfast because you're breaking breaking yeah so i mean it's like if you are somebody that has to put a name to this then like i think that there's something already going on because you shouldn't have to put a name to it it's just lunch and dinner to me like (laughs) i don't know girl you like you said i i really think the struggle is real with people with who experience nighttime eating and i don't necessarily believe in I mean, I don't know why you'd be eating at midnight unless you have a night job or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be asleep. But Actually, that's a good point. There are people who have really bad, um, they have really terrible schedules. Maybe some yeah. nights they work nights, then they work morning. Like, I'm sure the scheduling causes a conflict. Um, yeah. I knew there's actually, um, 
there's sleepwalking people who sleepwalk sometimes they eat in the at night and so mm-hmm. um and that's a serious thing i get that but for most people you know what <laughs> you keep going i'm telling you i've met patients and people in my life that like they eat pretty healthy breakfast lunch maybe even dinner and then after dinner their cravings whether it's head or or stomach cravings Mm -hmm. are really real and they just overeat and uh, some people say it's like you know to have something um like to feel full before they go to bed or as a treat because they've eaten so well um during the day and really the the excess um at the end of the day can really tip them over and maybe they're they're not seeing why they they can't lose weight or Mm -hmm. they're having some other issues and there's some people that'll just eat something regular at 9 p.m but there's other people that or eating half the carton of ice cream. I mean that, but that, but that's why I'm saying like intuitive fasting. I think that's a contradiction. Like, oh, for sure, you can't because if someone's dealing with you know this emotional eating, stress eating, eating at night, the emotional eating. I mean, emotional fast. Uh, okay, intuitive fasting just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, no, and it, those. Uh, we talked we talked about in the prior episode about eating disorders or just people with poor appetites intuitively you know they they don't feel hungry or they or they make themselves not hungry i guess mm-hmm. in some sort of way but it's not healthy so right sometimes the things that we we can do intuitively uh poor decisions <laughs> you know we can make poor decisions yeah. and they, they feel good <laughs> so i i think intuitive fasting is ridiculous and just another way to and i always use this term just be predatory to people like mm-hmm. ooh, i see a lot of people are liking intuitive eating that feels good that feels hippie you know what about intuitive fasting i'm really gonna get them on this one and Cleopatra is just known for some really weird, freaky. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on that girl stuff. Okay, so I can listen to her about health. I mean, she's she's a great actress from the very few things that I saw from her. But mm. health wise, nah, no. I'm gonna pass. No, like we said in in the uh, TikTok episode, um, some people just are not qualified to talk about those things. Exhibit no, yes, but you know what. I I don't really subscribe to any of these these weird stuff. I mean, I don't want to say you're weird if you do this, but some stuff that just seems like so um, unbelievable <laughs> to me, yeah. maybe. Um, but I see why people buy into this mm-hmm. because it's just a fancy way of reducing calories. Yeah, yeah, and I I mean, if it works for you, I say do it. I would first talk to your primary care physician. Um, but it's it's not something I would recommend ever. In my life. No. It's just not. No, but I I've, I've seen dietitians uh, I feel like recommend this before. I feel like a 16-8 is more normal. Like that's more in, in like I said more inclined with like your circadian rhythm. 
Um, I do think, you know, like the breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks throughout the day, whatever. Um, but I don't necessarily tell people to stop eating at a specific time or start eating mm-hmm. at a specific time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the more serious one, like alternate day fasting, I'm like, ah, no, I would never ever in my life <laughs> tell someone <laughs> to do that. No, and you don't know what medications mm-hmm. people are on. I don't know. It's just it's too risky. I mean, somebody could potentially die um, yeah. from from starvation. So it's something to be pretty mm. uh, fairly careful about. I did follow somebody on social media who makes a lot of great food, a lot of fatty foods, um, and they look <laughs> delicious. Mm-hmm. And She's a uh, slim thick. She's a, she looks like a healthy girl and people are like, how can you make all that stuff and still, you know, look healthy? I don't know if she's healthy for real, mm-hmm. but she looks like a picture of health. And she was like, oh, my book, um, I'm coming out with a book. I'm coming out with a book. No. I, I wanted the recipes and I wanted to know, and it was a 50% off. So I bought it and I was like, what is this girl doing? Cause it just seems counter active to science and then i read it and then she says she intermittent fast throughout the day i was like dang it she got me so she she doesn't eat for like five hours or something beginning of the day and then Mm. she eats all that fatty stuff that she's cooking and she says she's she's lost weight i think she lost like maybe 50 pounds or something and And she said yeah. And she said that that's how she's keeping it off and everything. Hmm. Um, but you know what? Everything is not a one size fit that's true. all type of thing. And like you said, I feel like people just keep trying to re- reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. They're always trying to do something new because yeah, that old stuff is not sexy. No. That's why we have something called the paleo diet. <laughs> right. Like, what? <laughs> Well, apparently that old stuff is sexy to them. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. It's just, it's very interesting to me. I, I'm I'm nervous to see what the new diet trend is. <laughs> We've seen it. Uh, there's, there's some, I do you know there's like segments on the news that'll uh, talk about the new health trends. And we talked about chlorophyll in one of the, the episodes and mm-hmm. I saw it. Um, oh wow! On this segment, and I was like, "Hmm, I wonder what people." I th- I feel like I'm sort of the the loop uh, with these new trends until it gets like really popular, like this. Like I can't mm-hmm. I can't escape intermittent fasting. Right, I me neither. It's just it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, and you know, as always, we give you people what you want. We give you a lot of information. And, uh, you know, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can either DM us online or send us an email to us directly. Either way, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Don't forget to follow us on social media and click subscribe on all platforms so you are always in the know. We appreciate y'all and we want you to have a wonderful week. So until next time.